just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your host Ian Dawson Mackay. Today's guest is entrepreneur and founder of beer brand Eric Bandholz. He's built up a very successful business in teaching and providing men with amazing grooming products and great advice on how to build your facial hair into your own individual style. In this interview we discuss beards, business, grooming hacks and how to make your facial hair represent the true you. Before we get into that though, a quick word about affiliates. I've managed to build up some great relationships, as you probably know, with some awesome companies. This allows me to obtain some special discount codes, deals and listener exclusives. Please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates for all the info. I'm particularly loving the Gains box and its awesome fitness goodies, which can be sent straight to your door. The delicious protein from the Protein Works, which has helped me get through a lot of heavy gym sessions. Alpha Brain, which is a cognitive enhancer from Onnit. And some awesome steaks from those great people, Muscle Food, which is amazing with some fried veg and some chips if you want a great cheat meal. And there's so, so much more. Simply go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. And now to the interview with Eric. I hope you enjoy. Well, thank you so much for doing this, and I really appreciate it. But for those people, those few people who probably haven't heard of you now, can you just give a quick little 30-second intro, you know, you maybe give to somebody in a party, of who you are and why you're you're well-known? Cool. What's up, Internet? It is your boy, Eric Banholtz. I am the founder of Beard Brand. Beard Brand is a men's grooming company that serves products to uh, our customers and our fans all around the world. We have products for your beard, for your hair, for your skin, and we also have tons of content. So we have a growing YouTube channel, uh, which surpassed half a million just recently, and uh, a great Instagram account and blog as well. And congratulations on your success. You know, you've got a terrific site. You've got a massive following. It's every time I come on there, there's something... Even for somebody like me who can't grow a decent beard, you know, there's something to attract every guy that every guy should check out. But was there a point that made you start this? You know, what got you into the the grooming world, so to speak? Yeah, you know, uh, so the, the story really goes back years. So it, it depends on at what point in my life you wanna want to ask where I started but for me like I always wanted to grow facial hair I always wanted sideburns or uh, a little goatee or a mustache or whatever it may be and I always felt pressure to not have a beard um, specifically in college when I was applying for jobs I said you, the first thing you should always do is shave your beard and then uh, I got a job in sales and, and there was a lot of pressure in sales to, to be this all-american crew cut look. Mm. Um, so like for the first 10 years of my career, I never felt the confidence to be able to, to grow a beard out. And what had happened is, uh, I had run into this charity called beards because out of Charlotte, North Carolina, when I lived in Charlotte and they had this thing where they would raise uh, money for battered women. Um, and they would do that through growing your beard out for a month. So I participated in that. That was probably like 2008 or 2009. And that was the first time I really grew my beard out for, for a, a month or longer and really connected with the process and kind of got wooed into it a little bit. Um, but life would, would continue on where I just kind of grew a beard, shaved it off, grew a beard, shaved it off. And then uh, I lost my job uh, during the uh, recession of 2008, 2009 and um, decided to start growing my beard out um, longer than a month. So it was during this period I, I grew it up for a little bit. And to me at the time, it was really big and burly. And it was only you know, a couple months of beard growth. But I started to, to connect with other like-minded people. I started to get really into growing my beard. I started actually writing 
about uh, growing a beard. And this uh, process, this journey coincided with me moving to Spokane, Washington with my wife. And um, um, I got a job again, like I, I got another job. So I shaved the beard off again. I got a job as a financial advisor. I, I felt that pressure again to be someone who I wasn't. And this was like, this was like the true breaking point for me where I had like committed uh, to, to something I didn't believe in. I committed to a look that I didn't believe in. And finally I, I quit working there. I grew my beard out for good. And I met other like-minded people uh, who are both like salespeople and professionals and designers and, you know, stay at home dads and just ordinary dudes who um, didn't fit the traditional stereotypes of, of what a bearded guy was and uh, figured, heck, you know, I, I think there's a community of us and I want to be the guy to unite this community and, and give them the tools they need to feel confident about taking care of their beard. So beard brand was always about uniting the community and, and uh, uh, providing information and education. And then, um, you know, the products actually came about about a year later uh, as, as guys were looking for, you know, how do they physically take care of their beard rather than how do they just know how to take care of it? And has the, I mean, do you think the interest in beards, has that changed recently? Is it, has there always been a kind of an interest for men to have beard? Does that show like masculinity dominance? You know, can you be a man without a beard in some societies? You know, what, I mean, what does a beard signify to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, so like if you look at the historical aspect of, of facial hair, you'll notice that I think it was like the 1860s, 70s, 80s, sometime around there where we had a quote unquote peak beard and it was something like 90% of guys were rocking some form of facial hair, whether it be sideburns, a mustache, uh, a full beard um, or a goatee. And then what you saw was, in my opinion, uh, two major factors which drove guys to, to get rid of their beards. And that was uh, modern warfare, which required guys to, to wear gas masks uh, and for their safety to, to be able to breathe, to, to, to shave off their beards. And then you also saw the su success of Gillette and the incredible abilities they had um, to, to generate a great product at an affordable price with great marketing. And those two factors drove facial hair literally down to, you know, single digit percentage. And uh, through the internet and through access to information, I think a lot of guys are just getting back to, to the, the balance and the norm. So I do think it's, it's a little bit of a rebound. I don't think, uh, um, I think there's always going to be uh, an evolution in, in the trends, but to say a, a guy isn't a man if he doesn't have facial hair, I think that's a load of crap. I think a, a guy should be free to choose to grow his beard or free to shave it off if that's what he wants to do and really just be the guy that he wants to be. And to me, uh, that is masculinity, just um, being aware of yourself and being the person you want to be. Yeah, because that, that's the thing into you, you know, guys judge each other on things where they, they you know maybe they don't know enough about the person so it's like am i bigger than the person do I have bigger muscles can i have i got better facial hair you know we kind of we look for signs of masculinity in other people but what in your opinion makes a good man you know you mentioned a few um sort of trinkets there but what what do you think like you know, say if you're picking a new friend or somebody for your a daughter or something like that, what what would make a good man in your opinion? I mean, to me, the things that I associate with, uh, they're not necessarily limited to men, but I think what would make a good man is just that personal accountability, someone who's does what they say they're going to do, someone who's willing to to lead in their own way, someone who. Um, can be counted on someone who can uh, provide uh, I think those are kind of masculine traits uh, in my mind uh, but of course they're not exclusive to, to men uh, as well so one thing you did was you took something very masculine which is like growing a beard and facial hair and that sort of thing and you've mixed it with 
well, a lot of people, you know, maybe the more immature people would say the feminine side of like the scents and grooming and stuff like that. So how did you take something like that and merge the two of them together and make it so appealable to people because you've got such a big fan base? You know, how did you start making like beard oils and scents and caring about her grooming, etc.? How did you make that appealing to like the modern day guys? Yeah, you know, uh, guys are, are, are funny, funny creatures, you know, they see like, oh, these oils for your beards. It's so, as you say, feminine. I'm like, well, I don't know many women who are putting products into their beards, but, <laughs> but I get it. Like there are, you know, we're in the same industry. Uh, the, the industry they call us is health and beauty. And uh, it's funny, like you can't call that to guys. You can't call our products beauty products they have to be grooming products and uh, so there's things like that where you just kind of use words that help them not feel feminine but at the same time guys have been using grooming products all their life you know deodorant shaving cream shampoo conditioner um aftershave cologne um what else are they using just like they're using them all the time and it's one more item um you know and where does a a, a bar of soap differ from a, a beard oil to me it's not any different it's a product that you use to enhance your look and to invest in yourself just like a bar of soap is helps you smell nice bar of soap helps you smell nice so uh i don't know i think some people are are a little insecure with their own masculinity and they'll uh, um, accuse things of being feminine because uh, they're not quite sure that if they are masculine or not. Yeah, that bugs me. It's the you know, it's the fact that oh, you can't show any femininity into your personality, and some people get scared of it. And I just think that's it's just nonsense. You know, um, so you've so you the name of the business is a bit weird. You know, where did that name come from? Did you just think, okay, I need a name from a brand, beard brand, or was you know what 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 was the thinking involved in it? Yeah, you know, I I wish uh, what is the thinking involved in that? I wish I had more thinking involved in my life. I just kind of do things. So sometimes like inspiration uh, just comes into my mind, and sometimes it it comes from other places. At this point in my life, I was a a fan of a company called Beta Brand. And I really liked what they were doing. Uh, so Beard Brand was inspired by, uh, by I guess, their name slightly. And uh, I just liked the ring of it. I liked uh, the symmetrical aspect of the two words. They're both five characters. And it just uh, really uh, rolls off your tongue really well. And um, at the time, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like Beard Brand, like what the hell is that? You know, like fingernail brand or hair brand or eye brand or something like that for, um, you know, glasses company or shampoo company or a nail polish company. All those don't make sense. But with beard brand, essentially we've created this, this whole way to describe an industry and, and a lot of other, um, competitors will describe themselves as, as beard brands or, uh, media will refer to companies as beard brands, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that um, we have uh, created a, a cool sounding word. No, I mean, it's certainly something that sticks in the mind, and it's one of those brands when I mentioned it to other people that everybody was kind of aware of it. You know, it kind of, oh, it does exactly what it says in the tin. You know, so can you go into a little bit about how the business started? I mean, you have some working partners. Was it just a case of that you brought some friends together and you were interested? Or did you start seeing that there was a, a need for these kind of products or there was a need for the business? You know, was it a case of you just wanted to build a community first and then you thought, oh, there's a good chance to make money out of this? Or, you know, was it an, always an idea to start making products and build it from there? Yeah, the, the, the vision was always to unite uh, what we called urban beardsmen and provide them uh, the community and, and the lifestyle that they wanted. When I first had the vision for a beard brand, it was um, not grooming products, but it was actually lifestyle products. And I thought that was going to be the, uh, the key 
um, item that, that united the, the product and, and helped fund uh, the mission to provide these tools and uh, uh, tools in education. But it, it ends up that uh, grooming products were more regarded from our audience than uh, apparel and, and lifestyle products. So when it came to the start, um, I was really active in the startup community in Spokane, Washington, where I lived at the time. And uh, I went to uh, an event called Startup Weekend, where uh, you essentially work on a, a bootstrap business or a small MVP concept over the course of the weekend and you give a presentation on it, uh, what your idea was and, and what you're able to accomplish. And it was at one of these events that I worked with uh, my co-founders, Jeremy and Lindsay, and we realized that, that we saw the world uh, with very similar um, vision. You know, we were both very driven by our own accountabilities. We, we both said we would do what we do, uh, or all three of us, and, and we were both hungry and passionate um, for what we we're working on. So it was after this startup weekend that we said, hey, let's let's try to start a real business. You know, what, what can we do? And I had already created uh, the blog Beard Brand and the YouTube channel Beard Brand and had some content. So I offered them an opportunity to to join me uh, in building this business and take advantage of some um, some press that we were getting and see if we might be able to sell some products uh, converted into an e-commerce business. So I'm very lucky that they decided to invest their time and, and had faith in our relationships. And, and uh, you know, what do they say? The rest is history. So when you started this business, can you go into a little bit about, you know, like how did you get used to working with other people? Were there certain sort of routines? Like how did you delve up the, the business um, work? How did you make sure that because, you know, you took something for that, you were working individually and started incorporating other people into the project. So how did you make sure it ran smoothly that, um, you know, resolve conflicts and that sort of thing? Was there, did it just fit smoothly or did you have any sort of pressing problems as thing, time went on? <laughs> I don't think it's ever run smoothly, Ian. <laughs> it's always been a grind. I wish I could just say I, I roll in and it's like everything's a well-oiled machine. And and I think we we do a lot. But at the same time, if things are running really smoothly, then you're probably not pushing the comfort level of your business enough. You're probably not innovating and disrupting in areas that you could be. So um, I almost feel uncomfortable if, if everything was running smoothly. But um, yeah, the, the journey was uh, really organic. You know, we're a bootstrap business. We're not funded by, you know, multimillionaires. We're not sitting on, you know, millions of dollars in the bank to launch this. We're not like this strategic, how do I, I've got this product, how do I launch and sell it? it it's really like a passion project for me. It's something that, that I love. And it was, um, you know, at, at various stages of the business, we, we had various expectations. In those early days, the first expectation, those first few months was like, hey, maybe I can make a few extra bucks on the side. And then um, it then it morphed into, hey, maybe this could be a full-time job for me. And then it moved into, hey, you know, maybe Lindsay can join the company and it could be her full-time job. And then it became, you know, hey, maybe we can build something that is sustainable and, and will last and, and operate without um, me and Lindsay in the day-to-day -day and, and something that can grow on its own. So um, we, we've been flexible with the vision of, of what the business could be. And, you know, I think we would have been happy with, with any aspect of the business, whether it be a side hustle or whether it be, uh, um, you know, a multi-million dollar uh, business with, you know, hundreds of employees or, or whatever it may grow into. No, I mean, I've, I've always loved the passion and the love that you can feel like when you talk about the business, that it's just, even if it was a smaller version of what it is now, I can, I know that you would still be into it. You still give a hundred percent into it. And you certainly come across that in interviews. There's the, the interest, the love and the passion there. So do you think, would you recommend anybody could build a business on like a passion of theirs? Do you think, if, you, if there's enough interest, how did you make sure that there was enough there before you started looking to make products and sell things? 
did you have a, a plan or did it just like you're saying just grow organically and you just tried it and you know made another one made another one yeah i mean so i i think can anyone build a business i think the answer to that is yes will they succeed you know that's that's kind of up to them i think it's business is really 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 fucking hard it is something that you have to be driven to persevere on a daily basis. And by having a business that's tied into a passion, it makes it easier because when those days are really, really bad, um, the bigger vision for what you're trying to build helps get you out of bed and, and push forward. I've had many failed businesses that never got off the ground because I, I wasn't really in love with the, the business. Um, so it, for me, it's very beneficial to, to have that passion tied into the business to, to help me through those downtimes. But aside from that, I'm, I think the people who I work with help it more so than the actual business. You know, my business partners and the team we've built here uh, make it a lot more enjoyable and, and they help uh, persevere through those challenging days. And then, um, but... To be good at business, you know, you have to understand finance, you have to understand marketing, you have to understand operations, you have to be able to think through uh, challenges that are going to hit your business in, you know, five months or six months or a year or five years. And how are you going to persevere through those issues and how do you set your business up to be able to be prepared for those issues into the future as well? So it's not just, you know, what is the problem I'm solving today and how do I overcome that? But what is the problem that I may run into in the future and how do I make sure I prepare for that? So um, business ain't easy, uh, but at the same time, anyone can do it if, if they're willing to commit to it and, and they've got thick skin. No, I love that answer. You know, it's, I keep saying that to people, it's you don't know until you try. I mean, how did you start persuading guys? I mean, we're notorious for, you know, just wash the hair every so often, throw in a bit of deodorant and go out. How did you make people start paying attention to their grooming and to, you know, that you can start shaping the beard and you can start showing some tender, loving care to it? Was there a way that you, you know, was it a case of bringing other people who are interested in this sort of area? Or how can you start encouraging other guys to say, okay, I can start taking a bit more care of my grooming and appearance? Yeah, I mean, I think it's... um... First of all, we don't make anyone do anything. Like uh, one of our core values is is freedom, and we recognize that people are free to to buy from us and free to buy from one of our competitors and free to to grow beard or not grow beard. So we try to inspire and to educate and to show them, but ultimately, uh, it's our customers who are deciding to do what they want to do with their beard. Um, but along that line, so, you know, through education on YouTube, uh, we've been able to reach uh, a lot of people and show them, you know, the techniques that make having a beard a more enjoyable experience. Because um, if you've never used a product like a beard oil or a utility balm or beard wash and softener, you may be dealing with this like dry, itchy beard that's, you know, got beard flakes all over the place and. You know, you, you don't feel confident about how it grows in because it may look thin or patchy. And then you come and you watch our videos and you realize that, hey, these guys love their beards. They're soft. They smell great. They have a nice, healthy glow to it. Um, people want to be, you know, we've actually, one of my favorite stories is I ran into one of our customers at an event and he told me, he said, yeah, I was wearing your, your spice citrus beard oil and my fiance now uh, at the time she came up to me and she said she loved the smell of my beard. And that was how they met was actually through the smell of his beard. Awesome. So yeah, I'd like to say that beard brands got more successful marriages than the bachelor. Um, <laughs> but, there's, a new, uh, there's a new tagline for you. Yeah. But, but it's, it's real, you know, it, it certainly is real in, in, um, you know, fragrance and, and aromas, such a, a key indicator to, to how we perceive people. And it's important to, to, to get stuff that aligns with, with really your personality and who you are and, and get stuff that, that doesn't push people away, but instead brings them in. So, sir, building on that, 
we're we're very dominated by like what's in the media, what's in magazines, films, etc. Have you seen a change, you know, with the sort of well, what people call a hipster look with the beard and the top knots and things like that? Have you seen a change in how beards are portrayed in films and TV shows? Has that brought about a, a change in your business or the kind of clientele that comes to your site? Yeah, I mean, when we started, there wasn't a beard on TV, like. That was like in those early days when I started writing, it was like how to empower people to, to grow facial hair when there's no inspiration out there. You know, no one on the red carpet had facial hair, not even scrub. Um, and that since we started or since I started writing in 2011 has dramatically shifted. And I think it's no longer an issue of like, can I wear a beard in the workplace as to, you know, what is the best beard style? Uh, just like what is the best hairstyle and what does the beard style tell about me? So um, I think we've gotten to the point where the majority of the population is okay with facial hair. And it's no longer about, you know, this kind of like beard rights type of language, but more about just that, that um, being the person you want to be and, and knowing that, uh, what you're saying about yourself with the, the the decisions you make about your grooming and, and style routine. Because that's so, the thing, isn't it? You know, you've never seen somebody on the red carpet with a beard for ages. Everybody was clean shaved. You know, the guy, like the ladies would be in fabulous dresses and shoes and the guys would be just like mirror image of each other. You know, they may be a wee bit different than their hair. So where, when did you start seeing this change? You know, was there certain people like in TV shows, you know, that you can sort of look at and go, he was the first beard person that we noticed or he's a person that people started mentioning more and more that they wanted their beard to be like, you know, has there been an inspiration on TV or films that you've heard clients mention? Yeah, I mean, I think there's everyone is. With with the internet, the beauty of the internet is you can find, you can really niche down and find the person who who really inspires your look and your image. Um, I would say like from an early day perspective, like uh, a guy like Zach Galifianakis was one of the the early guys to bring the beard a little more mainstream. But the the funny thing about him is he he's a funny guy, right? He's not a model, he's not a style icon. That's um, a guy. Yeah, but then you saw guys like George Clooney and Ben Affleck rock, you know, shorter beards, like more of the stubble beard. And I think that was, it was at that point that uh, we started to see um, an increase in, in the look of the beard. Um, and then there are, um, I would say, like Instagrammers who, who really got um, famous for uh, their styles of, of beards and long hair and, and really tattoos, kind of like the beard and tattoo style came about guys like ricky hall carlos costa uh, josh mario john chris millington uh kind of these instagram celebrities that blew up overnight and i think they inspired a lot of guys to uh, invest in themselves and then of course i think beard brand has had a big part in it in our youtube channel and and uh, the team that we've built and, and shared uh the content that we've shared as well so I mean, I know that from a lot of the comments on your videos and stuff that people are using you as an inspiration. So who did you look to? You know, what did you just you find something that worked for yourself and that you were comfortable with? Or did you look to somebody else as an inspiration of how to style yourself maybe in the beginning? Yeah, for me, I was uh, really involved on an online community called Beard Board. And um, it was more of like... Uh, just other guys going through the same thing as me. So there was no style icon. There was no like top dog or anything like that. It was more just like, you know, your friends who lived in different cities, but you could connect with online. And um, I think that for me was, was a big part of my journey was being able to share my, my wins, my losses, my frustrations, my struggles. And for the other, other guys to, to understand that and to, to share um, their experiences and uh, helped me through it was was great as a huge benefit so there's for me because uh, um, i'm not exactly an expert in this but i think there's like two different categories when i look at beards there's other people who it looks 
really good and it's shaped and maintained right, etc. And then there's ones who you think, oh, no, that's not a good look. So can a beard work on everybody? Are there, you know, how do we make sure that the facial hair that we're rocking is the it's suitable for our face and it's groomed and maintained the correct way? Is there a way that, like, is there certain rules and a philosophy that you would adopt or you tell people to remember as they're styling themselves? Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is a, a pretty loaded question because uh, there's there's different answers to that. And mm. my top recommendation is really to grow the beard that you want to grow and to, to, you know, not worry about other people's input onto your beard because ultimately you're the person who spends 100% of your time with you and no one else has that same access to yourself. So you've got to love what you're doing and you've got to put yourself above everyone else. Now that being said, there are some guys who just grow because they want a natural look or because they're lazy or because um, they like the way it feels or the way they like the way it makes themselves look. And then there's some guys who grow because they feel like it makes them look more attractive or because they feel it, it fits their style. So depending on the reason you're growing your beard, you'll have different rules onto how you groom it. Um, so there is generally, in my opinion, there's no ultimatums when it comes to growing a beard. That being said, um, a common mistake that guys make is they'll shave their neckline a little too high, a little too close to their chin. Um, and they'll also uh, give up on growing their beard too soon. They'll think that uh, their, their beard's too patchy or won't fill in. And, and you really need to give your beard a lot of time to see what you have to work with. And then, um, yeah, the other big mistake is they, they neglect it. They don't, they don't take the time and energy to, to learn how to take care of their beard or how to use beard oils and, and products to, to make the experience better. Because it's definitely something that we've struggled with as men. It's the, you know, it's we don't like asking for help, and especially in something where it's like personal, you know, like personal hygiene and stuff like that. So for you to build up this community, it's absolutely amazing. But it's certainly a brand that it says what you need, basically. But, you know, for guys who are listening, who are thinking, yeah, that's fine, but I can't grow a beard, I can't grow more than a couple like a little mustache or something like that you know do you have tips for guys on things like diet for upgrading testosterone those sort of things is there anything we can do if we if we're not blessed enough to be able to grow a beard that can help us get half decent facial you know mass or something yeah my recommendation is first and foremost grow what you got Right. So if you got a great mustache, grow that mustache out. If you got great sideburns, grow your sideburns. It's okay to to not have a full beard. It's okay to have, you know, a partial beard or just a goatee or or just sideburns or whatever it may be. There are ways to um, grow your 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 best beard that you can grow within your genetics. Uh, and that's by, you know, doing what you said, like boost your natural testosterone through lifting weights, uh, eating leafy green or dark green uh, vegetables and nuts and, and berries and things like that. Essentially, just being healthy and exercising is going to be great for your facial hair. But it's not going to cause you to grow a beard that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to grow. So, uh, so much of your beard comes down to your own personal genetics. And, and that's why a lot of our messaging at Beard Brand is about embracing the person who you are, embracing, you know, just like if you're five foot ten, you can't do anything. You can't take pills. You can't rub oil on your legs to grow any taller. You're going to be five foot ten, and the same is true with you know the color of your hair, the texture of your hair, the thickness of your beard. All those are are linked into your DNA. Um, so the quicker that you're able to love the person who looks back at you in the mirror, the better experience you're going to have. And do you have tips on that? I mean, how did it take you a time to to start f to find the look that defined you? You know, how for people who are never sure about what suits them, how can we look at like a certain moustache or a beard or combination 
how do we know what works for us or how you know how can we be comfortable with what we have if and against you know like you're saying jobs where people are saying oh no you should be clean shaven and things like that how, how can we make sure that the image we're portraying is a true representation of ourselves and we're not pressured into being somebody else that we're not well i mean i say just grow what you want and see what happens you know like if you want a big beard grow it out see what happens you know see what kind of looks you're getting see what kind of feedback you're getting see what kind of how you know people react to because people will react to you and they'll say things whether or not they should say things is another conversation but you'll get feedback and then look at yourself you know take photographs of yourself look look critically at yourself and do i like the way that i look here or do i not like the way i look here but there's no right or wrong. You know, I've had a short beard. I've had a long beard. I've had a big mustache. I've had a, you know, a mustache that matches the length of my beard. So I've like played around with a lot of different looks and sometimes change is as good as well. Sometimes it, you don't have to settle and set yourself with just one look. It's fun to grow it, shave it off and try different things. So how do you make sure, you know, because there seems to be a lot of like changing fads and grooming and stuff. Is that the kind of the overarching message of Beard Brand that grow what is right for you, portray you, the real you? You know, how do you make sure that you're evolving with the times and your your brand is because it seems to be like one of the top brands and that everybody's interested in. So how do you make sure that your brand is still there despite the latest changes, the latest interests, and you know maybe in, uh, of the the men that are listening. Well, I think it, it kind of goes back to what we're talking about, and we've never been a brand that's like grow oh, grow a beard and you'll be more manly, you know, grow a beard to be really cool. It's always just been be the person you want to be, and I think. Mm-hmm. A messaging of, of the individual and becoming a better individual I would hope that that never ends you know I would hope that there's always going to be an audience for people who are looking to get better as individuals um, I know there's going to be movement and trends with guys who see the beard as a trend or fashionable or stylish um, but I, I think what we're preaching and, and what we're talking about that I don't view it as a trend. I, I think it's something that's been going on for, you know, as, as long as humanity, uh, we've been trying to get better. So uh, I think there are other companies out there who, who don't understand that, who, you know, pressure men to look a certain way or to dress a certain way or to act a certain way, to behave a certain way. And uh, we're okay with, with people being different. And that's certainly something that comes across in your message. You know, it's love who you are. And I really enjoy that message of be the person that you want to be, you know, grow into that into that person. And I think it's something we really all struggle with. We try to be like other people or to fit in. And I loved your message of, no, be the person that you want to be. You know, use what you want, grow how you want to do it. So when you're building a new product, for example, how do you make sure that like the smells are right? The how do you get guys in to t- to test them? Um, you know, in a, in an industry that seems quite small in scope of like new inventions and stuff, how do you make sure that you're on that on top of that curve? Because everybody that I looked at loved your beard oils and the smells, and it seemed like you're bringing some a new smell out every so often. And how do we? How do you like tips for product creation? How do you make sure that your products are so good and are what your customers want? Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to say that me as an individual has maybe a, a competitive advantage as to knowing what smells good and, and what doesn't smell good and uh, has the experience and expertise to be able to convey um, how a fragrance smells and, and how a product performs and, and the expectations for the product. Um so, you know, I, I don't know, like so much of our company is, you know, the fragrance and, and we view our, our organization, our company to a certain degree to be a fragrance company. Uh, like you said, we do have eight fragrances. Uh, well, I guess uh, we have a fragrance free option, but we have seven different fragrances and a, a fragrance free option. So all of the fragrances, I believe, smell incredible. 
Um, so I think it's just a, a little bit of inherent talent, you know, like how does, uh, do you, you, are you, you're, you're, uh, you know about darts, right? How does a dart player throw a bullseye all the time? They're just kind of, kind of do it enough. You get good at it. Um, yeah, it's one of those questions I always find difficult because some people seem to have a knack of making incredible products that seem to touch people. And you know, when you say to them, how did you do it? And they're like, yeah, just keep doing it and doing it until we find something that works. You know, yeah. Other people seem to have this long, drawn-out process. And I always find it interesting to see which side of people because I like how you make the products that you want to use. You're not just looking for the money. You're looking to actually make a good product that's helping men and men men appreciate that so you mentioned earlier that you know you're a bootstrapping product you've been on shark tank which is like the british what we call it dragon's den over here where you try fun get funding for a new product so what tips do you have for people like that you know how can we make sure that if we're going in a similar route that what the products that we're putting there are attractive to potential investors did you find any tips that really worked for you I mean, from a business perspective, I think you need to have a business that can tell a story. Uh, you've got to learn how to tell a story and, and bring soul to your company and, and to the products. So um, our story is, you know, about my journey of how I wanted to grow my beard out and, and how I wanted to unite a community of, of like-minded individuals. And I think um, if you want to be able to, to leverage that that PR and, and those opportunities that come about it from not just media, but also from uh, investors and people who want to, to buy into your brand to customers, you've got to have a purpose bigger than something in a bottle. Cause the reality is like anyone can copy our stuff in the bottle and sell it for a lower price, but they can't copy our soul and our brand of our organization. And you can actually you can feel the love and the passion in it when you're watching the videos. You know you can feel the uh, like how much that you enjoy this and helping others and the other guys in the videos like how much they they enjoy it and like even when you were just talking I think it was when you were just smelling the different brands back and forth and you know you were the intrigue of what, how the smells were coming and how people were finding it. You know, even though that you've been doing this for so long, you the passion is still there, and that's something that's really, really respected of you. Um, so how do you make sure that the guys that are coming in, who are just thinking, all right, I'll buy a product, how do you bring them back into the whole brand? How do you bring them into the part of the community and get them into raving fans? Because you seem to be brilliant at it. Is there a way that you kind of bring them into the beer brand family? Um, you know, I think it's um, not just doing what you said you're going to do, but doing what you said you're going to do, but but even better, you know, making a commitment to to uh, or setting expectations for what the experience should be like, and then over over delivering on those experiences. And I think there's um, it, it almost seems unfortunately that the norm for customers is uh, an average to to sub service subservient, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just average to poor experience with, with companies and products. And uh, if we can just simply provide something that's better than average and, you know, we live up to that, then I think people will be loyal because there's so many alternatives out there that are just trying to make a quick buck, uh, have no soul that, you know, are, are you know, third generation family stuff where the grandkid doesn't care about it. You know, he's just looking for his paycheck. And of course these are all, you know, fake analogies, not to diss anyone out there who's third generation. Um, Cause that's you know, obviously people who are, our family businesses are, can be very passionate for the business. Um, so sorry about that, that, that rant or tangent, but yeah, I mean, you just do what you say you're going to do it and, and listen to, to what the people want. No, I mean, it's definitely something that you do. It's You're not just after money. You're after 
bringing them into like the community and finding out what works for them, giving tips, discussing it, promotion. You know, you can feel the passion that's there. So for somebody that's listening and thinking, right, okay, I'm going to give this a go. What kind of products would you recommend they try first? Is there a kind of try this, then this, or is that a case of try an oil, try a a trimmer, try you know like how how should we start this change in our appearance and our grooming? Yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing is you know it's not really the the product that is the first part. It's it's that commitment to that investment in yourself. Um, because if you come in expecting this product to do wonders and magical things for you and give you incredible um, hairstyles and beard styles, then you're going to be disappointed. But if you come into it saying like, okay, I want to learn how to have a cool hairstyle. I want to learn how to have a cool beard style. And then what are those products that will help me get there? Um, that's going to be the better pathway. Because I could say, oh, yeah, you know, start with a utility bomb because it can do anything that you need for your beard or your skin or your hair. But if you get the utility bomb expecting it to be like a, a styling product when it's a conditioning product, that's really on you for not investing in your education. So, yeah, there's not a, a magic product out there that's going to solve all your issues and get you going. But if you do invest in yourself, if you go to Beard Brand, um, YouTube channel and, and you start watching the videos, then that's going to be a huge impact on your look, your style, and your investment. And would you recommend particular accessories and products? You know, like say for a guy who they've maybe had a Gillette uh, razor and they've had like some shaving gel, and now they're thinking, okay, I'll give, I'll try growing my beard. What are the kind of must-have accessories? that every guy should have for a beard you know is it just like uh trimming scissors is there a particular grooming tool that you'd recommend or is that a case of just whatever works for you yeah i mean really like if i had to be honest here Ian, i would just say go to beardbrand.com every single product you see just buy maybe like three of each of them and uh you'll be you'll be good at set for life but yeah, I mean, I, I'm the, personally, personally, I'll tell you my personal preferences. Uh, personally, I love um, our combs. Our cellulose acetate combs are amazing products. I have like 20 of them, just one in the car, one in the house, one in the office, a couple in like random coat jackets, some in just pants. Like they're just everywhere. So you can't ever have too many combs. And our combs are made completely different than uh, the, the cheap stuff that you get at your local pharmacy. Uh, they just glide through your beard, they glide through your hair. Uh, they're amazing products. And then we have scissors. Like if you have a longer beard, I recommend using scissors over a beard trimmer. But if you have a shorter beard, like a scruff beard, then I think uh, a good set of trimmers are going to be good. Something from like Andis um, or Brio are a couple brands. And then uh, the, the, the conditioning products, personally, uh, I love having uh, the beard oil in my beard. I'm a beard oil guy when it comes to my, my facial hair. But when it comes to if I'm dealing with dry skin, then that's when I'm using my my uh, utility balm to help hydrate my skin. And then in the shower, it's, it's my beard wash and my beard softener. So there's a lot of products for different purposes. Um, styling products, you know, our styling balm is great for, like, controlling the beard you know, taming flyaways. So if your problem is a dry and itchy beard, you'll want to go with the utility bomb. But if your problem is beard flyaways and, you know, uh, a mustache that's a little unruly, then you'll want to go with a styling bomb. And we'll have links to all the products because I never found one product when I was doing my research that people didn't seem to like. You know, they people love the smell, the feel, the texture. And for me, it was like, where do I start? You know, I've always been the clean shaven or the patchy guy. Like I, I couldn't seem to grow something decent. So what, have you got any tips for people who are thinking, OK, but my beard just comes in patches. Is it a case of just waiting, waiting? Or is there anything we can do to make it look more of a man's beard, so to speak? Yeah, I think uh, the, generally the best rule of thumb when it comes to a patchy beard is, you can always get away with scruff or like a five o'clock shadow. 
Like no matter how patchy it is, you see James Franco that way, Johnny Depp, and then pair that in with whatever your your best attribute is. So like if you can grow a great goatee or if you can grow a great mustache or great sideburns, then let those grow in and then keep everything else at that five o'clock shadow, that scruff length. And just that little bit of dimension uh, beyond being completely shaven is going to completely shift the way that your face looks. And then um, from there, anecdotally, there's been some evidence that using uh, Rogaine on your face can help uh, the terminal hairs that were going to come in come in sooner. Now, I haven't seen any scientific evidence to verify those claims, so I generally don't like recommending it because it's using a product against the directions of the manufacturer, uh, and those are um, over-the-counter drugs. Uh, the, the brand name is Rogaine, and the, the drug name is Minoxidil. You found me. You're now even married. You've got a child and stuff. How has your own beard evolution taken place? Are you changing as you get older? Do you find your beard changes as you age, um, from when you were younger to older? Is there certain products that, like, a, an older guy should take compared to a younger guy, or is it depending on their sort of facial hair and? their ethnicity and all that kind of things yeah yeah i mean there's there's um you can just scroll down my instagram feed to see how frequently my looks change i, I think you know one week to the next i'm, I'm almost rocking a different look so <laughs> uh just scroll down my instagram feed and, and you'll see it all the way going back to like 2013 or 2014 and, and kind of see the evolution that i've had but um from uh, the tips, we've got, I mean, we have over 600 videos now, I think. So we've got, you know, hours and hours and hours and hours of content. And we could probably have this po podcast for, you know, three straight days with all the various tips that guys could have, depending on their needs. But like one specific tip, like if you're uh, an older guy with a gray beard, then consider maybe like once a week or twice a week using a violet shampoo. And a violet shampoo is something that will help uh, keep your beard white uh, of color uh, rather than, you know, maybe uh, a yellowish hue or tint that may develop over time by using uh, colors that are using products that aren't crystal clear or white. So, uh, you know, that could be like a little hack or a tip for someone specific uh, to their occasion. But really, your best bet is just to go to the Beard Brand YouTube channel and, and search um, – whatever your need is, and then follow it with Beard Brand because the chances are we've done a, a video on that topic. And so, I mean, for somebody that's listening who starts giving it a go and shaping their beard and, it, you know, it becomes the, the beard that they want, how do we utilize this in our lives? You know, how do we build this into our, like our, um, like our fashion making it about ourselves how do we use, make that part of our everyday lives is there something that you would recommend to people that you know change their wardrobe should they go to the gym should they is there anything like a challenge or a like the next step that guys should do when they start paying more attention to this sort of thing yeah i mean i think it's just a natural evolution like for me growing my beard out was uh, it segued into investing into hairstyles and then that segued into understanding um, clothes and style and then picking out the right clothes that fit me. Um, so it all for me, that journey started with with beard care. But for a lot of guys, maybe that journey starts with, you know, automobiles, you know, whatever that invent or watches or something like that, you know, whatever that catalyst is, use it as a. Uh, we'll use it as a catalyst to, to start that investment into yourself. So um, there is no one path that's recommended. You got to do the path that, that aligns with you and uh, helps you on your journey. So, um, but yeah, my pathway was beard, then hair, then um, my apparel, my clothes. So and you've had uh, a, a wee, is that a wee daughter? Yeah, yeah. She is a little four-year-old. 
So, I mean, has, has that changed your look outlook in life? You know, have you adapted how you work in business and things like that? I mean, how do you juggle the demands of like being a father, running a business, new products and all these sort of things? You know, how do you keep so many balls going up in the air? You know, I'm very lucky to have a, a great wife who who um, has supported me and encouraged me and and uh, been by my side and um, you know it's challenging. I, I don't think uh, any entrepreneur would say that they're allocating their time appropriately between themselves, their business, their family, and and their kids, their spouses. So it's it's definitely a juggling act, but you just kind of have to. To find that balance, keep that communication open, and make the sacrifices uh, where it's appropriate, so that you're not neglecting any of those um, core aspects of your life. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is we sometimes get so focused on the one thing that we forget that there's all these other things, you know. And I always say people is like, yeah, it's great to have a passion, but just make sure you're not neglecting the people that matter, and you know and keep it the other aspects of things going right. so what's the what do you think the future of beard brand is going to be you know what can we look forward to for like fans of the brand yeah i mean i think it's uh, a, a lot of the stuff we're currently doing but better so uh we're making great products and then how do we make uh, great products that are for your hair and for your skin so we're going to continue to evolve our product offering uh, beyond the beard and then you look at our content and we're going to figure out ways to continue to, to develop content and, and del- deliver that content in a way that uh, fits into people's lives. And then um, we're uh, a big focus for us this year is how do we grow our community and, and how do we really help our audience connect and learn and learn from each other. So we'll be uh, implementing initiatives to uh, um grow and improve our community and and uh, probably more in-person events like uh that that our audience can connect with each other and and uh focus on that so i think that's going to be a, a big thing for us in 2018. so what um what's the like the go away message that you want anybody listening to take from this is there a kind of philosophy or a, an idea or an outlook in life that you want them to take? Well, apart from going to your site and buying products, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it could be summed up with, with our tagline, which is keep on growing. And to, to me, that means, obviously, it's, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek to our growing out your beard or growing out your hair, but it's really more about growing as an individual and to keep on pushing your comfort level and trying new things and becoming a better version of yourself every single day. Uh, that's what we want people to do. We want them to keep on growing. And uh, to, we believe that as men continue to invest in themselves, that they'll have the power and energy to invest in their families and to invest in their communities and invest into their careers. And that ultimately is going to make the world a better place. Uh, that investment in yourself um, through action, um, essentially be the person you want the world to be. So if you want the world to be nicer, then you start being nicer. If you want the world to be more friendly, you start doing that. If you want uh, the world to be less hungry, then you go out and you start uh, feeding the hungry. So be the change that you want in life. No, and I love that message. It's, it's evolution rather than stagnation it's you know just keep adapting and moving in terms you know you've got a fantastic brand there and it's an amazing to see the success you're having i've never had uh, i haven't heard a bad word about them yet um except that there's not enough um not enough smells people want <laughs> more and more they want to keep trying it because they love different products and stuff so one i mean the second last question i always ask is What's an unusual fact about yourself? You know that there's so you've got so many videos, you've got so much stuff on there. But what's something about you that when you tell people they go what? You know, like if you got something that kind of blows people away when you tell them. Um. Well, I don't know. I think I'm a pretty ordinary dude. But for people who watch our videos or read the blogs and then they meet me in person, 
they don't realize I'm a pretty tall dude. So uh, I'm uh, six foot five, which I guess would be about like 197 centimeters for all of our uh, metric guys out there. So not a lot of people taller than me. Well, I, I cannot say thank you enough for this because it's one of these things that you've got a great brand, you've built up a great community, you're such a warm, humble person, and you're one of those people that everybody recommended a chat to, and I can certainly see why. You know, you've given some absolute gems and some tidbits from this. So how can anybody listening keep in touch, see future products and, you know, like link up in social media? You know, what do you want them to do to anybody listening to do next? Yeah, I mean, my recommendations are if you want to interact with me, uh, Twitter is the best place for that. So if you have a quick question, um, if you want my style inspiration and guidance, and kind of what's going on at Beard Brand, then Instagram is going to be great for that. And then I do have a personal blog as well on YouTube that I'll, I'll update occasionally and kind of share my insights on the world and, and how to become a better person uh, beyond the beard. So all those, if you just search uh, Eric Van Holtz, uh, I'm the only Eric Van Holtz out there, and you'll be able to find my content. Okay, well... I cannot say thank you enough for this. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. I can understand why you've got such a high regard. You know, everybody seems to love you, and I can certainly understand it now. So the floor is open to you. If there's any speeches, any products coming out, anything that you want people to be aware of, um, it's open season for you. Well, no, I mean, I, I just appreciate you having me on the show and, and allowing me to, to tell my story. And, um, you know, hopefully if, if people found value in and uh, our conversation that they just searched out and and uh, really what I would love for them to do uh, beyond buying anything from Beard Brand is taking a moment to, to continue to invest in themselves and uh, do the things that they need to do to, to become better versions of themselves. Perfect. Well, I can't say anything better than that. It's been a pleasure, Eric, and um, I'll send you the links, etc., when it's ready, and I wish you nothing but success for the future. You've got a great brand, and you should be very proud of what you're doing. Thank you. You're changing lives. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.